Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Heat versus the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joe Hey, what's going on, Heat Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat versus the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob. I'm joined by Kay, and we should be joined by Kevin very soon. And, you know, we're we're feeling good. I mean, we, there's something that we will address very soon. But overall, you know, the Heat are up 2-1 against the Bucks, So, you know, we're feeling good about that. But before we really get into last night's game, um, before we hopped on the pod, just minutes before, we heard the news about Victor Oladipo. In case y'all um, didn't hear, last night, you know, late in the fourth quarter, Victor suffered a scary injury. It seemed like his leg just gave out on that play. And he went in for an MRI, and it turned out that it was a torn patellar tendon. And I'm not going to lie with y'all. Like, I feel really heartbroken because we we know his story, everyone has, and you hear about what he had to go through when he came to Indiana, and then you see what he had to deal with in Miami when he suffered that injury there. When I think he tore the um quad, I believe it was not sure the exact injury, but it was like four games into his Miami Heat career. It's so heartbreaking because you want to see him get the proper story that he, the the great story that he deserves and the fact that he has to deal with another setback it's so heartbreaking and I personally just hope that he could just get the what's the word I'm looking for that the story that he deserves the story the ending he deserves and everything so with that all being said like I just want to know Kay how do you feel about hearing this news Oh, I broke it, man. In the moment, um, it was heartbreaking seeing Depot go down, um, especially in light of what was otherwise such a glorious night for, you know what I mean, he culture, he nation. Um, to see Depot go down the way he did and to immediately see his reactions, whether that's the way he was looking at his teammates, his responses to his teammates' questions, or just simply the way he was feeling around his knee. Um, and then to even see 
that, you know, he needed help going off and, and just all of the mannerisms around it. It was absolutely heartbreaking, man. Um, and you knew that Depot has been through so much that he knows himself. So you knew that it was something. Um, but, you know, to actually get the news, I, I won't say it's unexpected because it was expected based on his reaction. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say the same thing. I continue to say um, he's still signed for another year as far as the option goes. I'm sure he'll pick that up. Um, I just want to see him get back healthy and try it all over again. My thing is this. He's an athlete and he's been through this before, so he knows the physical. I just hope that he continues to keep his mental together because going through all of this, especially when you've been an elite athlete, um, it's mentally taxing. I mean, it's just like anybody else, day-to-day -day life, their job, whatever, whatever. We look at them as professional athletes. Yes, that injury part, the high-level stress and performance out of your body, that's one particular facet that we don't experience as quote-unquote regular people when compared to like professional athletes. But just that day-to-day -day stress and like having to overcome extreme obstacles to be able to live your best life, be your best self, and do your job to the you know top of your ability, we all encounter that. So it's just, I hope he got his mental together because I want to see him, you know, fight through and try to rehab. And I don't know who he'll be on the other side of this. Um, I, I don't know what the future holds, but I just hope that he's willing to fight through and try to do it all over again because you hate to see it, bro. You hate to see it, especially when he was finding his footing um, from a performance in the playoff standpoint. He was getting to that mid-range. He was playing defense. I just noted the way he was flipping them hips and you could see he was energetic about his time on the floor. He was making an impact. Like I said, um, late in that game, and not to go too far because we're talking about the injury, but just the point to, like, you know, how Depot has started to further acclimate himself into this playoff rotation. Like, later in the game, when Jimmy went out with the bruised butt, um, Kyle Lowry and Victor Oladipo were getting into the middle of that defense, and they were making stuff happen in that middle area. Um, and Depot's kind of been doing that since the beginning of this series, and you notice Kyle Lowry started to do more of that, even though when Depot gets there, he's going to try to score it, where Kyle Lowry may try to do something for somebody else. But, you know, just an example of how he started to acclimate himself. So um, it's just super tough to see. And overall, again, I just hope that he, you know, is continuing to be willing to thug it out and to fight it out and to rehab it out and to try to come back again, man. It's tough to see. Right. And, you know, you made a great point about, you know, how he should feel mentally, because I'll never forget, like, literally, I think before the season started, um, he was on JJ Reddick's podcast. And, you know, we heard about and not only that, but I remember in that press conference from last season in the playoffs, I think it was after um game five or four. You know, he mentions how he was in a dark room after, um, you know, getting suffering that injury with the heat. And, you know, he was in a dark place mentally. And he mentioned on the JJ Reddick pod that, you know, it got to a point where he seriously considered retirement. And it's such a heartbreaking thing to hear because I just don't know, like... I just hope, hope the best for him because to see him go through all of that, it's just so not fair to him. And you just want to see him succeed. And it's just, I don't even know what to say because when I, I think when everyone saw him go down, I feel like it just had to break your heart because like I said, you know, we were all there for Depot Day last year and we were all, happy to see him back and to see him finally show the world what he was capable of doing and even then he still had his setbacks constantly getting put out the rotation and everything but he still found his way to claw back in it 
the fact that all of that happened happened and yet here we are you know just when he's shining yet again and now he has to deal with this it's just so tough and like i said earlier in the pod i just hope he can get the happy story that he deserves and kevin i know you've been a big depot guy for a long time like i just want to know what's going through your mind man man um <coughs> I, i'm i'm hurt for depot the, the human being more than just a basketball player bro cuz you know just you know i know obviously we know these dudes because of basketball but just looking online and different things like that, just seeing the type of person Depot is, dude's a singer. Like, he just seemed chill as hell, you know, cool human being. You never hear anything bad about him going back to his days in Indiana. And, um, of course, you know, he's originally from the DMV, but it sucks, man. Again, he's, he's fought through, like y'all been saying, he's fought through so many different types of injuries just to get back to that point. And that's why kind of what Kay said, I'm, I'm just wishing the best for his mental. Like, that's all it comes down to because I, I – when it comes down to these injuries, that's the, the biggest thing is, is the mental hurdles and challenges of getting back. And mentally, that can just be frustrating and keep going through the same thing and the same thing after you've been fighting back constantly. But um, bigger than basketball, I'm just wishing the best for Victor Oladipo, the human being. And, yeah, that was, it was tough to watch, bro. When it happened, I ain't going to lie, I just turned the game off. Like, I didn't even watch the rest of the game. I seen UD came in and everything, but I didn't, I didn't even see that part because I was just so, like, I was heartbroken for bro. So, tough loss again. Wishing him nothing but the best, speedy recovery. And, man, it, it was just tough to watch. I ain't going to lie. And I want to clear something up. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm hoping that he, you know, bounces back with the heat and picks up his option and that. Because, it's, again, yeah, the basketball is important to me. I want to see the man play basketball for my team because I still think he could do something, even if it's just defensively. But the process of actually getting back will tell you that he was able to keep his mental together. And that's what I meant by that. To echo and, you know, right. piggyback on Kev's thoughts. Right. And let's see. Is there anything else that any of you guys want to add on before we move on? Because I know it's a tough way to really start the pod. But, like, obviously we had to address it. Especially Absolutely. with this update coming minutes before we recorded. Like, anything else y'all want to throw in? Or are we ready to move on? No, I felt like, you know, we wanted to get it off while I was fresh emotionally because Kev came in and tried to win a, 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 a Oscar with his little spew. I just people <laughs> the human being. Like, I was like, damn, I, you know, I was like, Kev, come on now. It's too early for that. Don't, don't, don't be making me cry over here. <laughs> nah, for real, because, you know, we, we already said it, but man, like Victor Oladipo, if for some reason you took to listen to this, man, we're praying for you. We believe in you, man. And we we know that your sto- your happy story is going to come real soon. So take care and, you know, hope that the recovery goes well. And, yeah, so shout-outs to Victor Oladipo, man. It's tough to see it, but I believe in that, man. If there's anyone that could go through this upcoming situation, it's him because he's shown throughout all of it that he's tougher than – probably a lot of basketball players in this world, the way how he's been able to hold himself together and everything. So with that being said, man, you know, I obviously, you know, we could talk about this all day and, you know, we, we just want to come here and just, you know, have a great time and stuff. So, you know, Victor Oladipo side, man, let's, let's just talk about this game because the Heat played the Bucks last night and we got the win. And, 
I'm just gonna say this, man. Hold on, no man. You need to what... be a little more excited now. You 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 you. you we I got mean... the... no, get excited, Joe. <laughs> what the hell? Like, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, man. Like, this is why it was like, you know what? Uh, energy change. <laughs> energy change. All right, all right. Let's see. Let me just let me just think about the game real quick. Three, two, one. All right, let's go. So the Heat won yesterday, and it was a great win. All I got is right the fact that. <laughs> All I got to say is that, you know, people was coming into this series saying that the Heat was going to get swept or going to get beaten in five. And neither of that is happening. And we're only three games into the series. I'm not saying the series is over, obviously, because we still got a long way to go. But, man, to go out there and get that win was such a great thing. We beat them by 22 points. And it was just such a fun game to watch, you know, and. Jimmy Butler was doing Jimmy Butler things. The man finished the game with 30 points in 28 minutes. We had a little scare with him. You know, as you mentioned earlier, Kay, he ended up getting a bruised butt. But, you know, we're, it seems like he'll he'll be good for game four, especially because of the fact that um he, he would have returned to the game. The Heat announced um in the middle of the game that he is expected to return. But... He was expected to return in the game, but since the game was such a blowout, the Heat chose not to play him for the rest of it. And, you know, he then immediately got to work. I think he posted on his Instagram that he was already um, starting to the, starting the rehabilitation process for that. So um, I believe he should be good to go for game four. But, you know, we'll get into all that other game four stuff, game four talk later, but until then, man, like, it was just such a fun game overall, just seeing the Heat hit their threes and everything. And I've just got to mention it. The Miami Heat are number one in three-point shooting right now in this playoff run. I know we only three games in, but I have to say it. We are number one in three-point shooting, and that feels amazing because, you know what, I used to come... My bad. I used to come on this pod 24-7, and I used to be like, yo... Imagine if the Miami Heat was to pull a complete reverse and they shoot bad from the three-point line in the um regular season, but they completely change it up in the playoffs. And here we are right now. I mean, obviously, we got a long way to go, but I was feeling really good seeing what we saw last night and to know that this is apparently the truth. Like, we are apparently the best three-point shooting team right now, and it cannot have happened at a better time. So with that all being said, and, you know, looking at this past game, like, how are y'all feeling right now? We'll start off with you, Kev. Man, I'm feeling real good. I mean, obviously, you know, deep, the Depot stuff aside, like, man, Duncan, it was his birthday. He came off the bench and had, what, five threes in this game? Um, I feel like a lot of Heat fans have been begging for his services because, he, I mean, he's on that contract. Of course, we all know, but he is capable. Even though defensively, he's got to change some things up just to get him situated. He still makes things happen on the offensive end, or yeah, on the offensive end, and it makes defenses just play us more honestly as a team. And Jimmy Butler, man, what else can I say? I mean, I <laughs> I said bro's name a million times on this podcast. He continues to be amazing. Like he he's been him. I've been saying it's only in the playoffs. It's only a few dudes that are really better than Jimmy Butler. If I'm being honest with you, I'd probably say Bron, Curry, KD, and Kawhi in the past like decade. When it comes, and that's that's really it to me after that. So, Jimmy Butler's been him, like Joe said, 30 points in 28 minutes, bro. 
I think he'll be fine. He had the he had the bruise what bruise butt. He'll be straight. Nobody really worried about that. Jimmy's a dog. He he played through worse injuries last year, so he's been him. And, and man, we got to give credit to Kyle Lowry. A lot of people have always been talking super super reckless on Kyle Lowry. He came into the game and made plays, especially when Jimmy went out. He came in and understood that he had to take more. He had to be more assertive with Jimmy out the game. He had to get buckets, and he did that in, in timely, timely plays. And he's always been a point guard, pure point guard at that from North Philly. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And it, it, it's good to have dudes like that, even though the only knock you can ever have on Kyle is him being hurt and that he doesn't look to score that much. But when he does, just like Duncan, he makes defenses play way more honest. And that's what you have to do throughout the course of the games, especially in the playoffs. So shout out to Kyle. I just feel like it was a complete team effort, man. You need games like that. Caleb was good. Everybody was good. And it was home court. You got to hold it down. So I was happy. It was an overall team performance. Right. And like like we've been saying, Kevin, that man name is Jimmy Jansport Butler. Like back to school, we'll be pulling up in August. Like I need Jansport to hit Jimmy Butler with that sponsorship ASAP because that man deserves it. But back. let's see like, hey, how about you, though? Like, what's on your mind? Man, listen, 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 listen. Early, I wanted to correct you, but I wanted you to get your, excuse me, get your stuff off. Again. And then um, I know Cam had to get his stuff off. Um, basically, yo, the Miami Heat decided that Jimmy Butler didn't need to come back in the game because Duncan Robinson decided to become that you-know-what. Um, basically, Duncan Robinson said, put your best defender on me. I'm going to take him to the cup off the dribble. I'm going to run off these picks. I'm going to nail it when you put your second best defender on me. And then when Jimmy is on the court, I'm going to create more space than he's seen in 97 games just by being on the court. Now, when I'm coming down the court in transition, nailing from 40, oh, I'm really feeling good at that point. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a situation where we talked about it, and I'm going to echo your thoughts. Um, Joel, because yeah, I had heard you mention it, but I also mentioned it and I had been trying to articulate it in a way when it was foolproof because we understand sports and the phenomenon that things can switch and trends exist and magnificent, crazy, insane, absolutely unexplainable, inexplicable things happen. But that switch that you were talking about with the shooting is something that I paralleled to the Miami Heat of past years, how they've been the best three-point shooting team in the league or one of the top three-point shooting teams in the league for 82 games throughout the regular season. And it's almost as if soon as the lights flip on the playoffs, they become a bottom third three-point shooting team. I also articulated in that manner how this season with the way that their shooting had trended back up in the last 15 to 20 games of the season, especially after we saw them play at such a subpar level from the outside on offense for much of the season, but that below the floor stretch right out of all-star break that we saw, I said to myself, and I said it on the pod, and I'm, you know, hoping you guys can remember to corroborate my story, is that I would not be surprised if that trending back upward wasn't just an anomaly in itself, such as the Bucks game two shooting, um, I like game three, but it was actually evidence of what was to come in the playoffs, and again, we're early, we're three games in, but you know, even in the loss where the Bucks shot 25 of 49, absolutely insane. Um, the Miami Heat shot over 40% from three, over 50% from the field, 122 points. So they were not bad on offense. The Bucks were nuclear. Um, you know, nobody 
would have beat them on that night where they tied the NBA playoff record for three-pointers made, might I add. So, I mean, it's a situation where this Miami Heat team, even, you know, with all that they've endured, um, if they can continue to get this shooting, you got to shout out Kevin Love. you got to shout out Kyle Lloyd making some big shots, momentum swinging shots. Shout out Caleb Martin making momentum swinging shots, momentum swinging plays. I remember the threes that all of them hit um, in periods where the Miami Heat could have gave back momentum. I also remember Caleb Martin crashing the glass hard when everybody decided to give up on it but him um, for another momentum play to always keep us up 13, 15, take it back out to 18 when the Bucs looked like they were going to make a run, you know, on the back of some Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday heroics. But I go back to this. Duncan Robinson said, put your best defenders on me, and I'm going to get that full work. <laughs> nah, because let's talk about that. Duncan Robinson really bowled out last night. Like, it was such a great feeling, the fact that, you know, we've been giving that man hell in about how his contract is arguably one of the worst in the league. Like, so much people have come out and say that. But for him, especially on his birthday, to come out and play the way how he did, like, it was such a great thing. And I just wanted to see his shooting pull up for at least one game specifically, and we got it last night. It would really be nice if he could um keep this going for the whole series, but we can't be too picky with him. The fact that we got one game is great enough, knowing how it is with his shooting. Hopefully, we can see it more, but, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up because a part of me does have to be a little, you know, realistic. Only spoke I guess and stop dunking. Only spoke and stop dunking. <laughs> I mean, it has to be said. Like, we can't tiptoe right. around that no more. Right. And like one thing with Duncan is that he's going to make his threes, like um, especially when he's being heavily contested. And that's the thing that I love about him. Like I, I used to make this joke, you know, how he could never win a three point contest because he cannot hit the shot. He barely hits the shots when it's wide open. But if you were to have a um, defender run at him every time he attempted a three, he's most definitely going to win the competition because that man. His shooting is just at another level when he's just guarded by some of these guys. And that was put on full display last night. And I just want to know, like, Kevin, is there anything that you want to add to this? Man, respect Duncan. I mean, I, th I think the, the thing is at this point is that, especially with Tyler going out and now Depot, that's two guards out of your rotation for the rest of the season, essentially. It's no you choice. Have no other, you have no other choice but to play Duncan. <laughs> It's, so is he got to he got to do something. I think next game he has to have a big game. If he can just play good at the crib, which all role players get paid to do, that's all we need out of Duncan. And I know it can translate to Milwaukee too. I'm not saying that, but I think Game Four is is a big big opportunity for the for the Heat. If I'm being honest. Right, and I just want to say, like, cause I want to, I want to mention his name again because it is a bit of topic for us. But win it for Depot, man. Like, let's just win it for him, bro. Four for four. Like, yeah. Oh my well, god. Y'all both mentioned That's great points. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We you better trademark that cap. Uh, I said <laughs> big face backpacks. I said big face backpacks in the group chat. Um and Cam told me trademark it, which I already done. So anybody out there that's looking to get money off it, it's already sent to the office, so don't even worry about that. Um, but I'm just saying y'all both mentioned great points, man. Um that like and, and like I said, that motivational factor, whether it be depot, whether it be hero. 
um, whatever, whatever. I think that truly exists with these guys. I think it gives them another reason to go out there and play. Um, but at the same time, you mentioned something, Kev. Listen, at this particular juncture, the Miami Heat already have home court advantage. The Bucks have to win at least two games on the Miami Heat's home floor to win this series. What you have to consider is the fact that even if Giannis comes back next game, is he going to be Giannis? Okay, let's say that he's 85% of Giannis. Well, y'all weren't beating us before he got hurt. The only way that y'all beat the Heat is by going insane from three. Well, when Giannis is playing, y'all don't take that many threes because he's getting all of his touches. It's just like, I'm, I can't predict anything. Three games into it, like we've been saying, we all always want to be tentative. We always want to be realistic. We always understand what we're up against. And because I, I, I like to consider at least you two guys and Dame, I'll throw him in there. You know, I like, actually, I like our whole crew. We're logical when it matters. And, and I like to consider myself a, a, a real optimist, a realist, you know what I'm saying? An optimal realist. Because y'all know that I'm optimistic. I, I believe in the best can happen, but I also try to acknowledge that I know what can happen and, and what, you know, what might happen. Um, but this Miami Heat team has an opportunity to do something um, really good if they can win this next game. Because, like, I mean, if they if they go up 3-1 on the Bucs, it's a wrap. I'm, I'm saying at that point, there's no way the Bucs going to beat them. If they go up 3-1 on the Bucs, I will say at that point, the Bucs are cooked. I will say it then. Um, so I, I think both of y'all bring up some really good points on the motivational factor and how crucial this game for is for the Miami Heat. All right. Is there anything else that y'all want to add before we really go into a deep dive about what to expect come game four? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. All right, let's do this. So... Game four for the Heat, man. And I'm just going to say it like this. I mean, we already said it before, but they got to win this for Victor, man. Just do it. And like you guys mentioned, there's a big chance that Giannis does come back for this game, mainly because obviously this is very important for the Bucks, and they do not want to go down three games to one. And really, and you you hit it right on the nose, um, K, because – even if Giannis comes back, the three-point shooting isn't going to be like how it's been, you know, because obviously you want to get Giannis to touches and everything. And then there's also the fact that Giannis won't be 100% for the series, another thing that you hit on. So that's going to be the main thing for Miami. Can they take advantage of that? And then also, I just want to make sure Jimmy is 100% too because, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think he'll be fine because now that I'm looking at it, like a butt injury is probably not going to be too major compared to any sort of other right. injury. Like, right. don't take. I'm not going to take it for granted because obviously, you know, I'm not a doctor or whatever. But I mean, aside from the fact that he probably can't sound good, like you it know, ain't a bad. We can take solace in that. Right. So, you know, as long as it's not a back or like something up with his leg, then we're good. Because I don't know if y'all saw game um three, but like there was the part where it seemed like he was hobbling a bit. And I was scared thinking that he injured like an ankle or something like that. But he was good and it was just mainly the glute. So I'm I'm chilling knowing that. But all right. of that aside, we can't get too like, graphic, but let me ask you this, Joe. Have you ever have you ever strained like a glute or something? Oh, uh, no. Okay, all right, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just being, you know, it's sound weird, but it's possible. 
Like, um, I was a D lineman. So like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you want to, you know, get off or whatever. So I was trying to get off on a big, um, on a big tackle, uh, actually an all state tackle, um, um, as a freshman. And I strained my glute and like every step you take, like your whole, like whatever side it is, whatever side is on, it hurts. Like you almost like, like say, you know how Jimmy crumbled and like how every time he got up, he looked like he was fine. And then he took a step. And it was like it came right back. So your whole side, um, it, it it bothers you. But if you can get it massaged and treat it or whatever, numb it down, and you can of course promote faster healing and at the same time get comfortable enough to play. And especially when we're talking about a guy like Jimmy. So I think he'll be fine because it's not a bat. Right. And what the thing that I liked, and I mentioned it earlier, was the fact that we didn't have to play him for the whole fourth quarter. Like, the fact that he got, even though he could have returned, the fact that he got to sit on the bench and just relax for the remainder of the game was great. And that just makes me feel more comfortable. That and the fact that he immediately posted on his Instagram that he went straight into, um, you know, um, rehab and, you know, healing up from the injury. Like, that was just comforting to see. But all of that aside, like, um, like what's going to be, like, y'all's main expectations for this game? And what do y'all think is going to most likely happen? Uh, let's see. We'll start off with you, okay? Look, man, I'm, I'm most interested to see if Giannis come back. Um, I think that the Miami Heat will continue to shoot the ball well. I don't know how well they'll shoot it. Um, but I think they'll continue to shoot the ball well. And, and I want to know, I did say this coming um, into the series on the last pod. I told you, the Miami Heat can shoot the ball from thirty from, from range 37% or better, then they're going to have a shot to win the game. Um, and that's exactly what's happening. So I just think that the Miami Heat will continue to shoot the ball well. Um, if they can play with the it's, – it's all about shooting and effort, honestly. Because what they're doing is they're just putting that extra effort in to make the Bucks make mistakes. like. You notice they were pressing, uh, you know, Caleb would pick Drew Holiday up full court, things like that. They're where they're supposed to be. They're making movements when they're supposed to make them. And it's just putting the Bucks in compromising positions. You even look at small plays like Cody Zeller being able to get a hand up in the passing lanes to deflect the ball that turns into a turnover. So the Miami continue to hit shots and they continue to play with the same purpose and effort on defense. I think that they're going to have a shot to win any game. But I can't go any deeper than that surface-level explanation because we don't know if Giannis is going to play. How about you, Kev? Man, I mean, what this team has shown us this season is that they're more than likely going to lose this game. But I'm going to be like what well, Casey. I'm going to be the, the optimist, which I usually am, but the, optimist, the optimal realist is that we're at home. Again, as I mentioned, we, we've lost Tyler and Depot. That should be extra motivation, as you all mentioned, too. And, again, the main thing, we're at the crib. So, let's just handle business. You know what I'm saying? If we're a good team, if we're as good as we think we are, it's as simple as handling business. With or without Giannis, we can get them – we can get a game. <laughs> like, I'm not – at this point, I'm not even worried about that. I know I doubted this that one time to get, you know, in the play and to get to this point versus Chicago. But, man – I think that this is a great chance for the Heat to get this win and hold it down. They just need guys to knock down shots. They need Jimmy to be Jimmy, come out the gate aggressively and make plays for himself and others. And guys just got to hit shots. It's really as simple as that. So I expect them to do that. And as Kay mentioned, we go up 3-1, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. They, they'll probably go back beat us at Milwaukee, but I like us game six in Miami 
for sure. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. case, yeah, anything you want to add? I mean, yeah, like Kev said, I I do agree with him. We could definitely beat them regardless of Giannis is on the court. I was more so leaning towards how I think it's going to go. Um, but yeah, either way, if you hit shots and play with that same effort, whether Giannis is on the court or not, they can get smoked. For sure. And you know what? I'll say this. My expectations is that, and you said it yourself, Kevin, like, I expect the Heat to just go out there and just try to get the win. Like, obviously, this team has had the ups and downs. And my only expectation is that unless Milwaukee has, like, another fluke three-point shooting performance, like, there's no reason why the Heat should um lose this game because you know I don't care how Giannis is gonna play or not because at the end of the day he's not a hundred percent and the most important thing is that if he's not going to play if that ends up being the scenario too then Miami should be able to take advantage of it. You know obviously as long as the three point shooting is still at its best as long as we're still playing like we're the best three point shooting team in the NBA right now I see this team being able to win this game. And the crazy thing about it is that, and I don't want to go too deep into it because we still have two more games to win. But imagine if Miami goes 3-1 and then imagine they was to some they were event they would eventually close the series out. You look at the potential two t- one of the following two teams we'd play against in the second round, and I don't know, like the the journey the journey that we have to go through the journey we have to go through from here looks a lot easier than it did before because we took out the one major giant so i'm not going to get too deep into it because obviously game 4 has not happened yet we don't even have that 3-1 lead yet so you know let's pause right there but aside from that i mean that's pretty much it for me like is there anything else y'all want to add before we close this out Prayers for Depot, of course. Heat and six. Mm-hmm. Let's see. How about you, K? Yeah, I'm. I'm a cab man. Prayers for Depot. Um, speedy recoveries. Want to see you back on the floor. Want to make sure you know. What I mean, your mental and your headspace is right. Um, heat and six, obviously. Um, but I also to your point of them shooting nuts. Um, Joel. Uh, I mean, look, they've only done that. Um. They've only shot above 50% three times, um, and they've taken at least, you know, 40 threes in games across the regular season. I want to say like 40 times, and they only managed to shoot that well three or four times. Uh, And it definitely hasn't happened consistently or even within six or seven games of each other. Research and points that I um, laid out in one of my latest pieces of content for heversetheworld.wordpress, which you can check out. Um, but so I, I don't I wouldn't worry about them having that type of shooting explosion um, again. And that can be noted by the fact that they were hitting pretty early on consistently in game three on Saturday night. But that calmed down for them. So um, I don't know. Like I said, the Miami Heat played the same intensity, the same purpose on defense um, and offense purposely, of course. And then, you know, make their three pointers. They, they you know, they're going to do exactly what we're saying they're going to do. He didn't say couldn't agree more, man. But aside from that, I feel like we talked about everything that we needed to talk about. So thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. World podcast. Make sure to follow um, K on Twitter at K underscore said underscore K. 
Make sure to follow Kevin on Twitter at KevoMufasa7. That's two O's for Kevo. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at JoeKJacob underscore. And most importantly, make sure to follow Heat versus the World on all platforms at HTTW Podcast. And make sure to check out all our shows on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the channel where not only you can get access to Heat vs. the World podcast episodes, but also upcoming episodes of the Biscayne Breakdown featuring our guy Kay and Deem. Culture Shock featuring all of our ladies here at Heat vs. the World. And then also we got other content heading your way along with our dolphins podcast and then most importantly go to hvtwpodcast.wordpress.com where many of our contributors including k is constantly writing up some great articles so make sure to check that out and it's going to be a fun time y'all we're going to keep the content going hopefully the heat can keep this playoff run alive and we can continue putting out great content for you all aside from that man prayers to victor oladipo we know that you can make a speedy recovery, man. All, all of our prayers are with you. And Miami Heat, let's go try and take this 3-1 lead. We believe in you guys. Aside from that, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. And until next time, y'all, hit that music because we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.